Thanks for the audio. It's good. Okay, good. As the kids say, Connor, we back. We're back. It's been a minute. It's been it's been too long. It's as, been a week. It's okay. Been, it's been two weeks. Two weeks. We it's skipped one weeks. week. We skipped you know a week. We you took a week off. We took a week off from this show. We took a week off from Casual Entertainment. It, even though we did like a prediction episode in between there and, and stuff like that. But it's it's nice. It, we're 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 taking some time. Uh we had to cancel the bracket last night, which was a little bit upsetting but i didn't feel me and the guys talked and we were just like we cannot do a bracket with a tornado outside it, whether it be power game knocked out or just having josh come over to shoot it, it just didn't make sense uh-huh. um so it's been a minute for me doing content even though it's only been tuesday night i was streaming but like still it feels we don't we do good work and when i'm not doing that work it just makes me upset. But we've got a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff done, which I've got to show you and the guys over the past couple of days of putting in that good work. Uh, what, what are you thinking of some of the behind-the-scenes stuff without giving anything away? How's it looking? That's cool. The production value is good. I think the videos are hype. So, yeah. We're looking and forward we're, to... We're finally delivering the hype? Uh, yeah. It, I, I was about to say... This this will show will never change, but we got we got some big changes coming. We're really really excited about it. You you uh I haven't even sent you over the script. I sent the rest of the guys the script for the uh, for the announcement video, and uh, and they were they were really excited. But you're not in the announcement video. You I am not gonna make you hop on a Discord call and read lines off a of paper or something. I, that, I'm not about that. But you know what I am about. I'm about right. talking about gaming. So, ladies yeah, and yeah. gentlemen, let's get into it. This is Casual Gaming Conversation, the weekly show where myself and the brother from the same mother, the brother Evans, come together and discuss gaming. As always, Connor Evans with us today. And who's on your lap? Who's on your lap? <laughs> we got a win, dude. She's <laughs> been she's been active today. After two days of cowering from the move, if you can't tell, yeah. I am in a different location. I have moved. Um, after two days of cowering, she is now very horny for attention. There <laughs> we go. So, yeah, she's been very, we were doing our taxes, and she was just like, please love me. <laughs> and Yeah, she's been like that all day. So, been good. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, yeah, so we're really excited to go get back into it. Obviously, we took the week off. Little little sad scrolly tear, uh, but we're back at it. We're talking some Bethesda today. We're going to have a good time. We got some rapid fire, as always. If you didn't know, this show goes up on the Nevins Island YouTube every single Friday. Also, we'll be up on your Spotify feed under the Casual Gaming Conversation feed. Go check that out. We also do a bunch of other shows. We have a ticker right below us going and showing all of that. Go check out the Nevins Island podcast. Just a bunch of guys hanging out. And every other show that we do, we have a lot of fun on this channel but now getting to the real business getting into the actual show connor evans it's been two weeks what have you been playing i mean as you know i've been moving it's been if it's been difficult to find the time to game so i i've been dabbling in a lot of stuff but i haven't really been playing like a ton of anything but i can kind of go over just like the basics but yeah. of course I've been playing valorant yeah, we'll, we'll 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 talk about uh, the Valorant League in a, at the end of what we've been playing. But how, how's okay. your personal playing been going? Yeah, I've been playing Valorant. Uh, I'm down bad. I got the red carpet going. Like it's it's not good. Like I've went from gold three to gold one now. Like I'm just dropping. I'm plummeting fast. And I'm I'm not even doing bad. Like I just am getting really bad luck with my teammates or whatever. Um, and then uh, so yeah, I've been playing Valorant as always. Um. Yeah. It's been good, but not really. 
Um, yeah. Other game I've been playing, we're talking about Bethesda this week, the drop of Bethesda games on um, on Game Pass has got me downloading a few of them just because yep. they're there now. Uh, you had to guess which one am I hopping into? Which which Bethesda which, game? Oh, do you that's think? that's difficult. If I was if I would if we're talking because uh, I don't believe Wolfenstein is on there yet, I, I would assume some Doom. Are we hopping into some Doom? No, I am in fact hopping into Wolfenstein Re- in New Order. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what do, what do you think so about fr- Wolfenstein? The first one. It's the first yeah. one by Machine Games. Um, it's old. <laughs> like I'm shocked at how like not great it looks visually. I also had to bump up my like settings from what it was set at. It was at medium when I first booted it up, and then I, now I'm running it on ultra, 60 frames per second. Um, it doesn't look great, but it still looks pretty good. I played through the first mission last night, and. I, I've owned this game before and played through the first mission that that one time uh, that I, that I previously previously played it, and it was not very good. Like apparently, Wolfenstein, like that first mission in uh, the in the New Order, is really bad, and then the rest of the game is really good. <laughs> so yeah. I just gotta get through it. Um, I was playing it up until like one. 2 a.m. last night um that just that i started that mission like really late so i was pretty exhausted so um but yeah like i see the the creases of a good game there i just need to push past the that opening section yeah. a little bit more um but yeah i'll i'll actually definitely like continue playing this game um i can't say the same for a lot of the other games that i've kind of started up but yeah yeah absolutely uh i've been so for me is that all you've been playing i got another one but oh, go ahead uh, go ahead yeah, so uh, me and the boys hopped into some Sea of Thieves. Oh, so um, you finally you got into the pirate land a little bit and finally yeah, got after it. Yeah, so we only played like the first uh, like a, a couple hours of just kind of like doing like a couple missions. Um, I just feel like I need a I need a senpai to guide me through yeah. Sea of Thieves. It just feels really daunting. There's a lot There's going a lot, on. Yeah. And it doesn't really teach you very well, like in the beginning, I feel like on like exactly what you're supposed to do, especially when you're like there with like two of your buddies and you're joking around and not really paying attention. Like, I feel like the guiding light needs to be a little bit better on like, okay, like this is what you need to do just to kind of get your footing and to understand that loop. But like, I can, I kind of see what the loop is going to be. I just like haven't really settled into it, Um, but I'm sure we're going to start playing it more and more and, and get more involved with it um so uh another one of those games that uh we've started i'm excited about um but i don't have a lot to report to to this podcast so sounds good uh yours truly is pussying out of playing re7 like every single day no 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 not not i will i will complete this game but like every single day it's like i i wake up and so if you don't if people don't get it like i have this green screen behind my green screen like pinned against my wall is my bed that's on top of my closet so we can have enough space to do these shows um and so i like go i hop out of bed pull the curtain back i normally clean some things up because doing the shows there's always water bottles and Lacroix cans and dr pepper like everywhere and so normally do some cleaning and there's always something on the floor because we always put our drinks on the floor so they don't hit the table and i look at my playstation 5 it stares at me every single morning we do content and i'm just like all right what are we gonna play what are we gonna play and of course i'm like well you are playing through re7 man the hell up and uh stop wimping around and play some re7 
And then I just look. And I'm like, I can't do it. I don't want to do it. And I know. I know. I'm going to do it. And like, we. Just what you got to do. And I'll offer my services to you. Just get on a Discord call with me. And I will. And you can record my voice as well. And we sure. will play through the first little bit All or right. whatever just to sure. get you over the hump. Like, it's really not that bad. And I think that helps a lot. And I can kind of help you, like, figure out where you're supposed to go yeah. with my very limited memory on, on this game. Um, I would actually really like to replay it. I think it's on PC. Yeah. Um, on, on Game Pass. Um, so, But it's also on PlayStation Plus Collection. So one way or another, you can have this game for free. So, well, yeah. I don't have a PS5, so I actually can't. Oh, you, do, you don't. Yeah. I, I keep on forgetting. Yeah, because you've only uh, had you've only had eighteen of them before. Like, yeah, right, right. I'll get one before um, Ratchet. No, before um, I, I want one before Mass Effect. Okay. I want to play. I want to play Mass Effect at sixty four K. Okay. So yeah, I, yeah. I think that's the, the hard date. Um, and then also there's there's Deathloop in there as well. Yeah. Um, and then Returnal comes out in like two three weeks here. So um, if that gets really good reviews, I might try to force yeah. myself to get up <laughs> yeah uh and then so i've been i've been trying to slog through that i've been doing my best uh but it's been it's been difficult and then also there's the other thing of playing that fall guys i love streaming fall guys it, that game for me provides so much endless entertainment and i really haven't loved a game like i love fall guys like for since fortnite where it's just like it co- it totally captures me when i boot up my playstation i see rash and the clank i haven't started yet and it but i have it downloaded i'm like i'm going to play this game eventually but when it comes to story game like i like going one at a time and i'm playing re7 and then fall guys is right there and i'm like man there's nothing better and i do this pretty often before i go to bed i'll turn my tv on i have a really small like 36 inch tv right next to my monitor that i play games on and it calls me like it's just super nice to put the headphones on throw on some spotify maybe listen to a podcast play a couple rounds of fall guys fall asleep and it's really nice it's a really good way to just like crash out especially these nights where i'm staying up waiting for the snyder cut waiting for falcon winter soldier waiting for when it was happening wandavision where i'm like okay cool it premieres at 2 a.m I'm going to wait up. Uh, my friends are going to sleep or they're doing schoolwork. And I'm like, okay, it's 1230. Let's pop in and play a couple of games. And it's been a blast. Mm-hmm. So last night, waiting for the Snyder Cut, I played a couple of games just hanging out. And then, uh, but the most important thing, and I highly recommend, uh, I'm pretty sure Andy is still listening if because he, he was in chat earlier during the show. Um, the real thing, the real hype thing, and go and check this out if you are in chat right now, tomorrow well, I, I should actually go and preface this. Last week, me and Jake Frasnelli started up The Last of Us. And yeah, how deep did you guys get? So we got through Billstown. Okay. So we made a, a good chunk. And yeah, so that's a really good chunk. Yeah, so we're shooting the podcast tomorrow night early, and we plan on beating it. Which, like, that's a slog. That's going to be, like, how, seven hours. How, okay, how, when are you starting it? Uh, so we're starting the podcast, we think, at 6.00. We're gonna finish it by seven, and so we're gonna start the stream at seven thirty. So there's no way we're finishing that game tomorrow. There's yeah, no way. Well, we are gonna try our damn. It's because here's the thing: we I get through winter, maybe. Well, if we get through winter, spring's an hour and a half. So like, no, it's not. Spring no, it's is not. spring's really short. I guess depends how good you are at the game, but yeah, you know. no, it's it's pre- it it moves like that. Like you get to spring, you have whoa whoa. Connor's an angel. Chat chat. Connor's an angel. All right, yeah, there you go. Um, 
But yeah, it, I, we're probably not going to beat it. I don't want to tell him that, though. I want him to go and pursue greatness and try to finish this. With that being said, though, it was really interesting because uh, I want to I want to get the update in. We might have him on the show when he beats it just for the what we've been playing at the very start of the show. Right. Um, But he goes and he's playing. He's loving it, having a good time. And he starts out and he's just like, I don't care about Sarah. I didn't play long enough. Her death really didn't mean enough to me. And so he didn't, like, have that emotional attachment, which I feel like right away for myself, that was like, oh, I really enjoyed this because I was attached and when she died, and that made me care about her. Right, right. Um, and, oh, I should put... Spoilers for The Last of Us. All right, spoilers are up. Um, <laughs> and so then we go, and we're, we're continuing on, and he's like, oh, I sort of don't care about Tess. I care more about Marlene than Tess. And then Tess dies. He's like, well, now I don't care. Also, when he's playing this game, he is dog water at shooting, like just in general with the controller. Like he's like mouse and keyboard with that son of a bitch. So (laughs) it's really funny to go and see him pursue this, but it's also like, it's, it's yikes. Like he's missing shots. We're laughing. We're having a good time and everything. (laughs) Um, but he's like not too invested. And then he gets the shotgun. And he, it goes, and it's like, it's easy now, money, to just click, click, bang. Like, it's not, we're now having fun. And so Mm -hmm. when he started having fun, he started to get more emotionally invested in the characters. And so I made him read the letter that uh, Bill's partner sent to him. Uh, Like, I made him find that letter and read it. And he was, that that was a moment with him where he's like, okay. Like, like that's where he finally, like, synced in and started to enjoy the characters. Also, there was a moment where Bill kept on getting in front of him, like, wherever he's trying to go, and Bill would just be there. And so he started out hating Ellie. He was just like, Ellie can't swim. Screw Ellie. I don't mess with Ellie. And then he was just like, all right, I hate Bill so much. Ellie, you're now in second place. I like you more than Bill. And then that, like, led him to uh, the last scene that we have is... Ellie driving to Pittsburgh with Joel in the back and flipping through the magazines and flipping through uh, the the comic book. And he's starting to finally, like, relate. And it's really awesome to see him finally, like, make that switch on and, like, really be about it. Like, during the high school scene, he's like, okay, now I'm, I'm more invested. I want to care about this. And that was a really cool switch to go and see. Like, like I said, and we said before uh, he started playing, like, it's one of my favorite games. It's one of your favorite games. And it's really cool to go and sit and see somebody progress through that. And he was like, hey, you a little bit resented me being like, I'm giving up a Friday night to go and just like play video games on stream. But by the end of it, we were cracking jokes, having fun. Chase stopped in. Our other roommate Shane stopped in. We were doing wheel spins. We were having a blast. So we're going to be doing that tomorrow night Uh, for anybody that sees this on Friday morning. It will be that night. And uh, we're super excited. We're super excited to hop back into it, have a blast with Chad. Every new follower that we did, we did a wheel spin. Every new sub on YouTube, we did a wheel spin. So we got a couple subs, a couple new follows, and we were having a blast with the chat and just having a good time. So now we're just like, all right, let's finish this freaking game now. And so, because right. we, we just don't want to take up more weekend time where the weather's nice down here now and everything. But with that being said, though, he's he's in. He's in, and it makes me excited. Cool. All right. You want to, you want to, before we uh, crack into that main topic, we, uh, we discussed this a little bit off air though. How are we feeling about your thieves going into this Valorant Masters, right? It's called Masters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big Hunter Thieves fan here. Um, By the way, big Luminosity fan since day one. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I wasn't happy with their performance against Sentinels, uh, but they showed a lot of grit in that second match or whatever. So so they lost the first one two thirteen. They got yeah, left. <laughs> and then they and then they they like were down in the in the second one and, and got it to OT and got it to double OT. Um and and ended up losing, but they they showed that even though they got like absolutely destroyed in the first the first match, that they could come back and still be really competitive um, on a map that they didn't even choose. So, um, I, I feel good about them progressing in the lower bracket. They only need to do it so much to be competitive to get into the final like champions uh, tournament yeah. at the end of the year. So, um, it's good. I, I think that they have a lot of room for growth, especially bringing in Ethan, who uh, replaced Dicey, and he is new to Valorant. He's only played Valorant for a month. Yeah, but he he uh, was a Counter Strike pro, like one of the best in the in the in the country, and he came over to Valorant with very limited experience. Uh, played in uh, challengers to get into Masters um, on only a week of practice and looked pretty good, and then was top frag in like a couple of matches uh, in, in the masters tournament. So like, I think he's like, he's really coming into his own. I think that it's going to be good. And I am looking forward to watching tomorrow. Nice. I'm excited to go and get watching too myself. Uh, we got March Madness. We got Falcon winter soldier and we got some freaking Valorant masters, baby. It's going to be a good Let's time. Go. It's going to be yeah. a good time. All right. Big topic of the day. Uh, do you want me to intro this, or do you, actually, I'll, I'll let you intro the big topic of exactly where you want to head with this. Uh, so go ahead. Yeah, so we're we're talking about Bethesda and their recent acquisition um, by um, Xbox, Microsoft, yeah. um, who bought them for seven point five billies. <laughs> uh, quite a bit of quite a bit of a paper there. Um, and uh, their recent kind of press conference sit down uh, deal, talking about the relationship, talking about Game Pass, and and what this all means for for the brand for both of them. Um, and for a keyword exclusivity, like that's, yeah, that's a big factor here. It seems like it's all but locked in, based yep. off of what Phil Spencer said. These games are going to be exclusive to Game Pass. Um, so any anything that has Game Pass on it will have these games um which leads some to believe that if sony wanted these games they could have them if they yep. just gotta put game they just gotta put game pass on on playstation which will never have a chance in hell yeah. Yeah, yeah which i respect like you don't need that um and i don't think playstation needs these games um there is some room for uh for flexibility there off of what he said um he said that they'll basically honor the contracts and everything and, and agreements that these companies had before uh, they acquired them. Yep. Um, so for me, that leaves some hope that Starfield and, and Elder Scrolls Six could yeah. have had some sort of agreement with Sony to be on that platform. Um, not exclusive, just just be on the there. platform. Yeah. So I think there's a chance there. Um, I think all future service games like your Fallout seventy six um, will show up on on playstation because they want that wide audience um to be able to fill out the servers and everything but yeah it's it's an interesting uh situation to be in and and it puts both of them um in in a really good spot and it puts gamers in a really good spot and it and it puts playstation gamers in kind of a interesting um conundrum on on how they feel about it and, and where we're heading as a brand as well so yeah so 
my whole read on this, and let's just like start out with impressions. I'll say let's here's here's where I want to take this. What this means for Bethesda, what this means for Microsoft, and what this means for the competitors. I think that that's going to be a good way to just like nail down this conversation and sort of roadmap it. So what this means for Bethesda, I think that this is great i feel like their branding goes to well together and by the way somebody uh turbo fire in the chat yes i do still play cod i play uh warzone almost every friday that we're not doing story games and right now we are playing through the last of us but uh i should be back playing cod in a week um with that being said for bethesda this is really solid it goes in basically puts a promise of being the flagship titles for xbox and I feel like it puts them on a pedestal. See, now, like, when the... Say Xbox, let's just go and throw it back to E3, like, 2015. Like, say that there was a moment where we could go and have... A, we know Xbox is going to be on a stage and they're going to have their moment. Bethesda has a chance to close out the Xbox press conference now. With their title. With their thing. With this partnership now. Saying, Starfield exclusive day and date game pass get your like you will be playing starfield for 16 bucks or 15 bucks how, how can you beat that like that's unreal right. and so for bethesda i think that this is awesome this is this is like a perfect situation also microsoft has a crap ton of funding like a crap ton they only spent like you said 7.5 billion dollars on this so you know that these products are going to hopefully come out to play hopefully like uh, they're going when they look at elder Scrolls 6 and be like hey we can go and knock on mr microsoft's door a little bit more and be like hey do the old john Mulaney give us some money and then just like go get the purse that they need to make an awesome game and so right. i hope that they look at this as just like a win and a win and a win. And yeah, being independent, you get that freedom of putting your console on everywhere and getting that audience. But by having Microsoft go and be their umbrella over them is such a solid safety net where they can now take chances. They can now do what they want. They obviously will have to bring back some great IP, but the past Doom games have been freaking awesome awesome the past uh, uh you look at elder scrolls that's great and then now you see they're taking new ip starfield they're giving them a chance and it's gonna be awesome to go and see money continue to pour and pour and pour into bethesda from microsoft i feel like the thing that people like are sleeping on is everyone's talking about what this means for competitors and what this means for microsoft look at just bethesda they're the biggest winners here they're the ones right. that really are just like we got paid we are going to be able to help our employees. We're going to be able to grow. We're going to be able to take chances. And you look at something like, uh, I for me, I look at uh, Miles Morales. I look at uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy as these smaller titles. I think that they'll also be able to take some chances with some smaller titles too, giving a little mm -hmm. bit of smaller stories, whether that be in the Fallout universe, whether that be in the Doom universe, what, whatever that might look like. And that's awesome. Whether that might be in the Elder Scrolls universe, where they might go a little bit more narrative-driven, but in that world of dragons and magic, of just straight up, there you go, you're in and out, eight hours, it's not this expansive world. 
I would be so down for a game like that. And that this acquisition allows them to not have to play it super safe. Where they we've right. known for a while these big titles, Starfield, Elder Scrolls Six. I'll never forget E three ending with Starfield, and it was just like a just like brief cinematic that I could make on my laptop. Like it, nothing, <laughs> nothing too crazy. And then Elder Scrolls Six, and I'm just like, okay, so they're letting us know these games are happening, and we it's gonna be a while. But I'm excited for after these games finally get their real trailers with gameplay that right. we're able to now get the future. And I think that the future looks awesome, whether it be that Indiana Jones game or whatever new IP else they want to take on. So, yeah. But that's what I feel like is the winner here. Connor, what, what say you? Yeah. So, uh, of course they are. Um, it's just, for me, when it comes to looking at Bethesda and where they're at right now, I, I think this is really a get right moment for them and they really need to seize it. Um, they've been pretty down bad in my opinion for like a while. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood was horrible. Uh, Fallout 76 was horrible. Some would say Fallout 4 was not very good. Not, not um, a total return to form for the Fallout series. Is, right. Yeah. So we've had, and then like the Dishonored series is beloved by some, not by many. Yep. Um, and Prey was pretty, uh, uh, had a pretty lukewarm reception. So I, I think that they have had a pretty off generation uh, for the PS4 generation. I think Doom has been their really shining star for them, yep. uh, but I don't think that's enough to like build a brand on. And I don't think that that's what they are. Like yeah. they are the massive uh, open world RPG, like masters. And that's what they like got their, their whole brand on and, and have totally, lost that magic they used to be like top of the class and now they're like barely scraping by so they really need to kill starfield um and with how long we've waited for that game now knowing like that it exists and then getting it announced in like 2018 and then just waiting and waiting and waiting and now microsoft has bought them and we don't we still don't know when that game is coming out like I think they really need to knock it out of the park and I think it needs to be amazing. And I hope that this does afford them time and does afford them the resources, uh, money (laughs) that they they need to finish that game and really kind of make it really special. Um, And I hope that it is (laughs) something special. Yeah. Um, Because I think a healthy and really good Bethesda is good for the industry. And I think that it'll be really good for Xbox to have those brands. But if we get the same Bethesda uh, that we did in the past, uh, these last, last few years, se- I would say seven years since we since we got Skyrim and Fallout. Like it was Fallout Three and then Skyrim, and everyone was like, "Wow!" Like shut the front door. This is this is what we're getting. This is awesome. And then the rollout plan since then has just been lackluster. Of Fallout Four was like you said, lackluster, and then everything around it, whether it be them making a new card game in the Skyrim universe or a, a stupid app, like, it, they just haven't brought together something phenomenal except for the two two uh, the two Doom games, but those aren't, like you said, flagship titles. They're just, like, right. they're your B tier. Where, where are you slugging out with the A-bombs for Bethesda? And even Doom Eternal had, like, mixed reception. Like, that yeah. people people like Doom 2016 more than they like Eternal. So, like, yeah. it's it, they've just been really struggling lately. So, when it comes to, like, the outsider's perspective on Bethesda and, like, losing them for my, like, preferred console, um, I don't 
I personally have never really been like super into their games in the first place. So it's it's really not that big of a deal for me. But I, I hope that they prove me wrong and then kind of get it back. So yeah, and I think I think that there's a good chance that like they have the lineup now to do it. Like you look at the future right. with the Indiana Jones game with uh, Elder Scrolls Six, and then with whatever Doom's gonna do next, whatever Wolfenstein's gonna do next, and Starfield, this new gigantic ip that is a such a large promise like it's a really huh. daunting promise that they came out with that um and that's one of those games that they release and that's like their game of that year where if it flops then all eyes will be on them of like oh right. damn like you really messed up and elder scrolls will probably be like two years after that which is especially why it's like how have we not seen this more i don't this know game? if it's going to be two years after like i unless they have two teams working on these both of these games like because they're both made by bethesda's like internal studio yeah. i think i think it's bethesda software like like there's a different name um at the end of it a different tag um for the studio um like they they are making one game as as far as i know um so you would have to imagine that like if starfield does come out in the next in 2022 that uh <laughs> that Elder Scrolls is not until 2026 or something like we're far off from these games. And I think that's that's a tough pill to swallow because of how early they announced Elder Scrolls six. But um, I, I think I think Xbox knows that. And I think that they could potentially fund a second team for them to make that. So happen. A lot. I, I just I just looked it up. They do have two teams working on the different projects, which uh, they, right. there's actually a total of three teams with their feet in the two different uh, properties. So it's, it's just one of those things though of, okay, now we, the, the stage is set. We know what Bethesda is doing. We know where they're going and how badly they need to knock it out of the park. Briefly, when the hell do we get news from Bethesda? Because they took a total gap year last year and 2019 was, did they, were they there 2019 for E3? So they I, weren't, but they announced games through, uh, or for 2019, 2019, I think they were. 2019, they were. They showed, uh, they teased Deathloop, they showed um, Ghostwire Tokyo, and they showed Doom Eternal. You were absolutely right. Yeah. Um, but the, also, then, the, the, we saw nothing from the big boys of their, like, right. Uno 6 and no Starfield. And then last year, they showed Deathloop and Ghostware Tokyo, like Three at PlayStation. the PlayStation events. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. The, that's the other thing. Like, they still are releasing those two games on PlayStation. So, they sort of like made right. that bed. They got to obviously feed into it. Um, And I'm super stoked for Deathloop, uh, which I hope is a. a I just hope it's a really fun game. I, I know that that sounds yeah. really dumb, but like. I think it has a really low ceiling, though. Yeah, decently high floor. I think Arcane doesn't put out bad games. Like, I think it's going to be a good game. But I think that like the chances of it being like above an eight, like, are really low. Yeah. I don't think it's going to blow anybody away. But like, because that's just kind of what they've done the last few games they put out. Like, they've all just been just really good, and like but, that's it. But also, it looks freaking awesome too. So like, it it's does. I don't you're right. I think that it's going to be great, and that's all I really want. And so, uh, going. But yeah, so now here we are. It's twenty twenty one. When do we? When do you think? And how do you think we get 
news from Bethesda now. Do we get it on a Microsoft uh, yeah. Direct? Let's just, just to keep it easy. Yeah. Or okay. So and do you think that we're gonna get Microsoft Directs throughout this year, or do you think that it's going to be more jarred, or do you think it's going to be a E three sort of it, situation where they are going to release stuff throughout the summer? Is ID at Xbox? Is that is that their direct thing? It's it's something else. Uh, let me let me go and look it up. Inside Xbox, ID at Xbox is their is their indie one. Yeah, right? I think it's inside Xbox. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, do you think that that's how they're gonna release it though? Yeah, I think they. I think that they kind of showed their hand last year on how they're gonna announce stuff. They like do their little own little events or whatever. Um, they like did one for like the small, like uh, third party, um, indie or or double uh, A games, and they did one like big blowout for the for the console. Uh, so I think we get those, and I think whatever that is that they treat bethesda games in the same way that we treat naughty dog and we treat like sony first party studios um and i think that's what they are from here on i think that like we they they basically took the work that sony has done these last few years um by like curating like uh their their teams and and kind of lining everybody up um and and putting out uh consistent quality titles um like year over year um and and <laughs> xbox just said fuck it we'll just pay for that <laughs> and yeah. and like make it happen um and i think that that was the only like acquisition they could have possibly made to make that actually a reality um so yeah i think i think we they treat them just like sony treats their first party yeah i i mean there's a lot of goodness that Bethesda has to offer especially with just the vast array of ips that they have that have one time or another been like game of the year quality like like yeah, legitimate like to, showstoppers they just they have the ip they just have to deliver on it and well, they I haven't mean, recently but like so. doom eternal got a game of the year nod and like what had an amazing yeah. soundtrack and was for some people really solid and a lot of people you're right said 2016 was better um yeah. or it's better for the time i think is a better way to say it where it's like they're just like this game hit harder than this game um which might make it a better game, but certain like they're like quality of life. This game was better, stuff like that. There's issues I have, like like Doom 2016 is like pure, like it it is just like very straightforward shooting and like has like really good like uh, progression for like making you feel really strong and powerful. Whereas I think I think Doom Eternal throws too much at you, like and and a lot of it does not stick. Um, and there's a few enemies that are just like really annoying, like yeah. the. the uh, I forget what they're called or whatever. Um, don't want the sword, um, but yeah, like okay. uh, yeah. So there, there's there's definitely tangible flaws in Doom Eternal that make it for some people lesser, which I get. Yeah. Um. But yeah. All right. Now let's move into what this does for Xbox because we we I think we discussed it a little bit. Uh, you can crack this one off. Yeah. So I think that Xbox is primed and re- and ready now to to compete with sony and i think that at the same time like they're not going to take the full advantage of it that they could but it just goes to show like how different their strategy is at this point from from sony's like 
I know if Sony like had these studios, they would make them make triple A seventy dollar video games, and people would buy them up like like hotcakes, and people would be really yep. excited about them. Uh, Xbox is going the route of basically giving them away for free, and uh, that's their own prerogative. And uh, they're going to make a lot of money on Game Pass. Do I think they could probably make more money just selling the fucking games? Yeah, but I think that they just have a different idea of where the future is heading. And they're they're putting all their eggs in that basket, and who yeah. knows? They might be right. I they mean, might be right. They might so. be right, but from a sure finance standpoint, like I I said, I think that the biggest loser in this situation is Microsoft, and the sole reason is, man, if you told me in like three years from now, and this acquisition didn't happen without game pass so let's go three years ago where game pass really wasn't a thing and then shoot it to the board to now and it told me hey they bought bethesda and mm-hmm. all the games are going to be exclusive i would be like well they just matched sony first party they really just right. did like in an instant you have five or six unreal ips that go toe-to-toe with some of sony's best with that being said if you like, you were talking about seventy dollars and just being like, "Yep," and it's gonna be uh, uh, to go and buy these games. You get your Elder Scrolls Six for seventy bucks. You get your Starfield for seventy bucks. You get your Doom Eternal Two for seventy bucks. Like, you would freaking make a crap ton of money, and it wouldn't be right. it wouldn't be like close. And so I feel like Xbox had this idea. This brilliant, stupid idea for Game Pass where they were going to go and just be like, we're going to give them all the games for a dollar, for 15 bucks, for whatever price you want, basically. You can find a way to get it for a dollar on any given Sunday or Mm -hmm. just spend the 15 bucks and you're in. You're in that ecosystem. So let's just say it's 15 bucks times 12. Quick math, that is what? uh, Six. Oh, my word. That is not it. That's Uh, not me. Yeah, I got this one. Uh, 12 times 15, 6 times 15 is 90. So it's 180 bucks, man. I'm real dumb. 180 bucks a month or a year, you're you're spending if you're spending the highest price possible. There is they're going to come out, but that's alone. They produce two games a year that are viable games, that are like great great games that people mm-hmm. would enjoy picking up and probably on good years they're releasing at least one must buy. Like, whether that be a Fallout 4 or a Elder Scrolls or a Starfield in the future. And right. so, you're th- from that alone, you don't even need to worry about freaking your first party when you have this. And then you have your first party where you they their job has been getting this awesome stable of games where they're able to go or uh, studios where they're able to, on any given year put out one to two bangers and then you add Bethesda on top of that as exclusives, you are going to beyond toe-to-toe. You're winning. You're winning. And right. now you're going and giving your games for less than what they need to be uh, off Game Pass. And I'm like, really? If they didn't have Game Pass and then they made this move? Mm-hmm. We, I feel like everyone would be like, all right, Xbox is now a full-on Beyond competitor. Because I feel like Xbox Game Pass was, we cannot compete with Sony. We, we just right. can't. And then we're just going to do, we're going to play a completely different game because we don't have the first party to compete with Sony. And Nintendo's doing their own awesome thing. So 
we're going to go and play our own game, and we're going to take our ball because we aren't good enough to play with these people, and we're going to play by ourselves and do something completely different. And everyone looked at that as, you are consumer-friendly, you're the man, you're awesome, and Sony is the big brother over there that's a bully that won't allow people to play cross-play on Fortnite for an extra six months. Freaking jerks. But, like, now here we are, and they're, like, they all of a sudden the freaking kid grew up and now has the like strength to go and beat the crap out of Sony and they aren't they're like we're still just gonna play our game and our ball inside it's like no beat the crap out of Sony do it it's gonna be awesome if you were because and I will get into what this means for uh Sony and Nintendo in a moment but I'm like what are you doing like that it Day and day Game Pass, it is such a consumer amazing move. It is. All eyes are looking at them, but I still... For it, it doesn't matter because when I go on TikTok, everybody is asking their girlfriend for the PlayStation 5. And everybody wants to play Spider-Man Miles Morales and spend the 60 bucks because it makes sense. It's easy. It's what they've done for 20 years. And that's, right. it just makes sense. Going into asking your girlfriend to go and be like, hey, can you pick me up Game Pass? And what the hell is Game Pass? Oh, it's a subscription. Well, now I have, you have to pay more. Like, I'd rather just give you a game, uh, this one-time thing, and you're good to go. It's easy. It's stupid. But, like, because Game Pass is a phenomenal deal. Best deal in gaming, possibly. Like, with that being said, though, here we are, and it's Mr. Microsoft going and they could like they could lay the smack down on Sony, and honestly, as somebody that's a Sony like that's my main console, I PlayStation Five, that's where I'm at. I would love to see it because we'll get into why later. But come on, just do it. Like you have this unreal opportunity, just do it. So what what do you think that this means with xbox because i'm i'm emphatic about this where i'm like they're they made a mistake by i i honestly also wish that when they made this they were like okay we we love game pass but game pass still is like they could steer the ship right if they wanted to and be like these games are not on game pass we look at this as a separate idea and they're gonna be 70 bucks we're just the umbrella and we want to let them release it for 70 bucks and do their own thing but it's under us yeah so i i think that the issue with your mentality in the way that or the issue with why they're not taking that route is that they just want people in the Xbox ecosystem. And like that has been their, their goal throughout all of this with game pass is that they don't care where you're playing. They just want you to be giving them money because if you're me, I'm not buying an Xbox. Like I'm, I'm not doing it. Um, just like unless they like had something really stellar for me that like I needed to play, and now with Bethesda, that might have actually been the case. Hey, that's what but, I'm saying, though. But here's the thing: like they've already got me, like before Bethesda, because I have a PC yeah. and I want to play games on Game Pass. So like a guy who wouldn't be in the Xbox ecosystem is now in the Xbox ecosystem. Like they they know what they're doing when it comes to that, and now they are going to get way more people in there. I know. Um, so like. I think that it's it's good for Xbox. I don't think it's the the best way to do it, but they've made their bed, and I don't think it's really a uncomfortable one to sleep in. <laughs> I don't think it's uncomfortable. Like, I think that it just would have been they the reason that they played this game in the first place was they didn't have 
the IPs. They didn't have the exclusives. They couldn't compete. So they had to play a different game. And now that the game is completely changed, now that they have these IPs, they could compete. And not just compete, they could win the game. Like, it's... And you're right. It's not an uncomfortable bed. I'm super excited. I'm holding off from buying Game Pass until Halo Infinite comes out. And then I will pick it up on my PC. I'll plug a controller in. And I will be mowing down people. I'll be having Just a blast. Get better at shooting with mouse and keyboard. Like, no. It's not that hard. No. It's Just play a single-player game. Just play one single-player first-person shooter on... Or I just PC. won't do that because I am gonna play PlayStation way more than PC in general. Oh, um, that's just sad. But did you, if you listen to the Gamescast this week, they talked about the mouse and keyboard thing. Oh, I, I did. I haven't listened to the Gamescast yet. They talk about PC frames versus dude. PC is just so much. Better. It's awesome. Oh, so um, but yeah. So better. I'm just I'm just out here. It, it, yeah. Anything else you want to touch on with just Xbox? I sort of cut you off there. Yeah. No. Don't, don't worry about it. Um. I didn't really have much else to say. Like, I, I think that they're in, in a good position. I think that I, I think it's a win-win for them. I think that they know exactly what they're doing and they're following that, that flight path and uh, they're going to, they're going to be riding that for a while. So um, you really can't complain much there. Yeah. So. All right. Now let's get into what this means for the others. I, I'm going to start this out with the, my original argument. I had another thing to say about this and it sort of lost, my train of thought and uh, it might come back might not but to start it out what this means for everyone else i think that this like excellence breeds excellence greatness breeds greatness when you see somebody else doing something awesome you want to then do something better and so you look at sony here and obviously they like we said they're playing a different game but I feel like this was a pressure move. This was a move that Sony had to like turn ahead for the first time in a long time and be like, oh shoot, they're they're really doing something. And honestly, too, it wasn't just a positive for Xbox. They took away something from PlayStation. They literally like they're like, you they, we're not allowing these games on your thing that you've had for years. And so I think that PlayStation sort of looks at this as like, okay, cool. Obviously, we are known for doing like one. We're a one-trick pony. We are a. We're gonna shoot straight every single time, two hundred yards down the fairway of just great first person. Uh, not first person. Great single-player narrative games. That's what they do really, really, really well. Whether it be and they do it enough times a year where you are dipping into your pockets and you're thinking about PlayStation two three four times a year of yeah oh this is a must buy this is easy money take my money it's worth it no questions asked and they've done that so well but now one of those games a year that i would be picking up on my playstation console is gone the xbox just took it away and so now they i feel like need to fill in that slot of like okay like uh, you're not Sony doesn't have the pocket that Microsoft has to go out and buy Ubisoft. Like that's not like that's not the their counter move. But it is all right. Let's let's look. Let's buy let's buy buy Kojima. Let's buy something that smaller, or let's partner a little bit harder with one of these smaller IPs and dump a little bit more money into them, so we get their not only exclusive or timed exclusive, but they're able to make a better, awesome game and. 
we're able to slap the Sony Studio uh, logo on it, which is literally like the gold ticket of Sony nowadays. Of oh, when that's on it, we know it's gonna be a banger. We know that there's a certain bar there, and that's that's awesome. I'm excited as right. a PlayStation fan. Where they're like for the first time. I obviously I think that they've done a tune-up job where we're getting enough games a year where like we are it, like yeah sure we're in a slump right now, but the slump is gonna be bust with Deathloop. And then Ratchet, and then Horizon, and then maybe God of War at the end of this year, where it's just like, okay, well, there's four games that, I, as a just general consumer, and the, I've talked to friends about, like, I'm, they're like, oh, you got a PlayStation, so what? What are you excited to play? And I, I'm just like, oh, this year alone, four games. While you look over at Xbox and like, we got Halo, maybe this year. Like, it's it's difficult. So, right. I don't know. I'm really, really excited. I'm stoked. I, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see what's gonna happen next. What do you think? Uh, I am too. I'm trying to find something in regards to this conversation, so I don't talk on my butt. But um, okay, there it is. Um, so yeah, I, I think that Sony will continue to do what they're doing and just hone in on that and expand it in the same way that they have in the past. They're, they're very much a company of tradition, and they. I like what they do and i don't think that why change when it's brought you so much success in the past like i think i think rocking the boat from where they're at right now because of the bethesda stuff like is not a smart idea and i think just continuing to develop um your brand is is the way to go so i mean for example um new playstation studio based in montreal haven with jade raymond um heading it up opened yesterday or they've been making a triple a new ip sony first party exclusive like that is going to be huge i mean like that's like you you only get excited just for like a studio announcements or like you don't we don't have no idea what the fuck they're making but like they're just going to keep bolstering from within and i think that's great um and like you said i think i think uh high tides raise all ships and everything and then it's important to know that like if Bethesda succeeds, then we'll probably get better games from Sony and everything. Like it, it, it all ties into it to itself. Um, so yeah, like I, I think that they're not going to change anything. I don't think this changes anything for Nintendo or Sony where, um, like, like I said, they're all fighting different fronts of the war. Like, uh, at the end of the day, Bethesda, uh, and their acquisition is, is more about game pass than it is about selling Xbox series X. So, yeah. like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I think the mass majority of people will get a PC or get a Series S, maybe. Um, and or but their priority is still going to be PS5s, and then and then a PC for playing uh, Xbox well, games. That's other games, that, so. that's the other point I want to bring in of third like we said third party i want to broaden it to a little bit of just like yeah picking up a pc console just or not as your like console if you have a pc right. you are in that ecosystem now and which is awesome for xbox but it's also just like awesome for pc gamers and gamers in general right. um and having those libraries of games just consistently out there on pc it's been it's been great horizon coming to pc and also coming to playstation uh, I'm sorry, it's on PC, and uh, 
and now it's coming to PlayStation yeah. for collection for free just because they're, yeah. they're they're doing the homie stock of just like yeah times are hard yeah I'll play some cool games. Um, I don't know. I'm really excited and it it like yeah. I'm th- this this move overall. I think if you looked at this as a PlayStation fanboy, which I think I would say I am. That's the thing that I like swing for the fence the most. You're an idiot if you're not like. This is good. This is just good for everyone at the end of the day, except for PlayStation consumers who... Yeah. It's a bummer that you don't get to play these games, yeah. obviously. I think it's fine to be disappointed, but, like, we're never going to get to a reality where, like, everything is on everything. Like, people yeah. who think that exclusives are dumb and, like, shouldn't exist, like, are just living in a fantasy world. And I think that they're even... Even though it can be hard to not play certain games, I think it's just cool to have them exist because I think that that's... In a in a industry where we're getting more and more big budget like uh, multiplayer like anthem type games that like aren't for a lot of people that yeah. like a lot of people just like don't like and don't like the direction the industry is going, you get a lot of these single player experiences from exclusives because they have the backing, uh, the financial backing from uh, the console makers, uh, yeah. but from Sony and Microsoft. So like. I'm just excited that we're still getting these and that we are where we are with, with Sony's first party and that Xbox's first party is now finally competing. Well, yeah, <laughs> so. it it's awesome that now Xbox actually has some, some backing and well, like there will be a day where these studios start slinging them out for oh. Xbox whether it be Fable or Perfect Dark or Avowed or right. uh, just continuations of these, there's a crap load more. They had like 15 studio acquisitions in the past generation. And now here we are, and I'm excited to see them pay those dividends. And I want, like, the coolest thing is I just, we're going to get some really cool game awards in the next few years where it's just like, well, it's been another banger year for gaming. Well, it's been another banger year for gaming. I, I don't want any more years like 2019 where it's like, well, there were some solid ones, you know, and you got to, right. you got to catch up on your backlog and sure there's downtimes and that it's the same thing with like sports or music or whatever uh, you want to enjoy in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now we're in one of them where you're able to play your backlog and we're able to talk about studio acquisitions and stuff like this, but that come May, we're swinging for the fences. Come November with uh, Halo Infinite, we're swinging for the fences. Maybe if God of War doesn't come out this year. Cool, we had a banger year already with Horizon and Ratchet, and then we're kicking off the next year with God of War. Like that's awesome. Right. So this is just good on everybody's standpoint. This is just a two thumbs up. Be happy, laugh a little bit, take take your put put your guns down, and just enjoy that. Hopefully this just breeds excellence and we get a lot of cool games from it. Right. All right. You wanna? We are now. We're about to hop in. We've only been up for fifty-four minutes. Do any any final thoughts on this, or or do we ready to roll into rapid fire? Anything you got to rapid fire? Let's rock and roll. Connor Evans, hit me with that rapid fire. Rapid fire questions. Rapid fire number one. Where do I go first? Elder Scrolls or Fallout? Uh. I'm picking Elder Scrolls because I've played more Elder Scrolls myself than I've played Fallout. I've played Fallout for, I think, a total of 50 minutes. Uh, I've played 
I would want to say about a total of 25 minutes with Nani Shoop uh, over on their Xbox. And then I played some with Matt Lucid, some Fallout 4. Um, Elder Scrolls, I think I've played a total of about five hours. I'm not super into it. I'm not like, this is this is my bag. I'm, I don't like open world games. Like, honestly, that's just the end of the story. I'm not... Right. They, like, they, these games are just not it for me. So, I... It, for it's not like lesser of two evils i know they're great games and i know that there's a market for those people that love these games but for me it's not my thing and so i'm i'm gonna stick with saying elder scrolls and i'm excited to see what they do with six that that's what one of those games that's like as much as i know it's not my flavor i gotta pick it up you know right. um like cyberpunk is one of those games when it does get that ps5 upgrade like I, I'm going to have to pick it up, but even though it's open world, it's not really my thing. I'm going to do it anyways. So, yeah, my answer is Elder Scrolls. How about you? Um, I'm going Fallout just because it's more my vibe. Like, I, I like some... I used to be really against high fantasy stuff, like the magic and wizards and and swords and, and uh, that kind of stuff and dragons. Like, I, it wasn't for me. Um, like, yeah. I never was into... Uh, Lord of the like, Rings. Lord of the Rings, yeah. So, like, it, it just wasn't my bag. So, there's that. And then also, I don't think the combat really lends itself well to, like, first person. Um, uh, like, uh, the combat of, like, swords and, and magic does not lend it, it's what, it lend itself well to being in first person. Like, it's really boring. Um, so, yeah. like, I didn't really like that. But I find the shooting in Fallout way more engaging, especially Fallout 4 that fixes the shooting because the shooting in three in new Vegas is horrible, but it's like horrible on purpose because it uses bats where like that thing where it like slows down time and you can yeah. select like the body part you want to shoot. And it tells you like how much of a percentage it, it is to like hit it. So it's more of an RPG um, in, in three. So I'll take the combat in, in fallout four over all the combat and elder scrolls and everything. And I, and I also just like the, uh, the setting a lot more yeah so yeah I, I i lean more uh dungeons and dragons and fantasy games so yeah all right all right number two um next we're going uh yay or nay on crash bandicoot dude this is this is a big ol yay for the kid mainly because you we i would say we but like I know I've played a lot of Crash Bandicoot. Like, and it's not, like, I I didn't know this until, like, trailers and certain conversations came up in, like, 2016 while I'm listening to podcasts and stuff like that, and they bring up villains of Crash Bandicoot or side characters of Crash Bandicoot. I'm like, I know this. Like, I, like, this is, like, common knowledge for me where I've played, played this before. And so, yeah, I'm going to go with Yay. I think it's fun. I think it's, like, a good platformer. Um... Uh, am I more of a Ratchet and Clank person? Where like I know that there's two different games, but they are like such similar memories for me. Um, so like yeah, would I rather when I'm playing like a goofy kitty platform? Obviously, uh, Ratchet's got guns and such, but like they they hit such a similar memory for me that I'm I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with a yay though on that one. Gotcha. How about you? Yeah, I'm a nay, I think. Uh, Ooh, just from, like, you hate like, kids. Or maybe. <laughs> uh, from from like my memories of it, I, I enjoy uh I enjoyed it like as a kid and everything, but having tried to play uh 
the insane trilogy like it just didn't click with me i, yeah. I don't think they've aged very well so it's just not for me at this point i, I don't so. think it, I, I don't think it's a thing that uh sony needs to focus on in the future right to say the least yeah all right um final one uh who's your dream smash bros character dream smash bros character all right ladies and gentlemen picture this if okay wait what are we are we talking realistic dream or are we talking yeah just give me who do you like like who would you personally want it can be like fucking jesus christ (laughs) okay cool then let's let's get stupid (laughs) let's get let's get real dumb uh yeah i i would say my realistic one would have been uh actually let's hold that off for a a future rapid fire of just like who who do you think it could really be the next one um let let's just go with like a favorite character and for me i uh i would love to see the move set for a fall guy i want a bean i want a bean and uh, I mean, smash that, that, that like could happen let like That's a fun. full-fledged flop over the top like the, the it, i just want like the dive button to be your b your jump but it's like you like get like a power jump and like go and make the costumes part of it Sort of like, uh, so like when you could yeah. go and like change into a uh, dude, Sakurai, just, just give me money right now. Come on, let's rock. Right. But uh, go make the costumes part of it. There's some really iconic costumes, whether it be the wolf was like the first thing that everyone got and was super into it. The glizzy, like there, no one knew what the hell a glizzy was until it partnered with Fall Guys. And then everyone was all about them glizzies, baby. And mm-hmm. make it stupid, make it fun. And yeah, I think that Smash could have a lot of fun with this IP, especially if this game grows the way that I think it will with it going on the Epic Store this summer. So yeah, uh, how about you? What's your uh, what's your dream? Pie in the sky, and if you say Sora, I'm beating your face. In. Yeah, it's Sora. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I like that's the thing is like it's my like it's my it's my realistic choice at some points, and it's also my like I really want this to fucking happen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I think it's one day it's gonna happen. It's, gotta happen. it's good. Like Fall Guys would be like, n- like there's a point zero 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 like one percent chance. Yeah, sure that it's on a Nintendo console now and it's a decently big game. I think we're gonna get Fortnite before that. I I think that we might get a tried and true PlayStation character uh, before that. I don't. I don't want to play. Like I don't understand the obsession with getting a PlayStation or an Xbox character on there. Like, I don't. I don't either. I just want cool characters. Weird. I just want yeah. like characters that are notable that I that have a cool move set. And I, I think that Sora would be interesting, uh, especially because he's a quote unquote sword fighter, but he's not. You know, like he like as much as he is, he's really like he has enough around him, whether yeah. it be magic or. The cast around him. I also think it would be pretty insane to see some sort of Disney collaboration with that too, because I you, oh, you cannot. That might be why. Yeah, it's so hard. yeah, because I don't think you put Sora in this game without having Donald and Goofy in there. Like, I think you can try. I think it's possible. But for like... for a final smash, like that's my biggest thing. Where like his yeah. smash move has to include those people. So actually, Disney owns Sora. So maybe that's 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 it. that's, that's got to be why it's so hard. I, I still think it's gonna happen one day. I think it would be ridiculous yeah. if it did. Yeah, it, it makes isn't too that, much isn't sense. That, isn't that interesting how that works though? Isn't yeah. that interesting that Disney owns Sora? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty whack. You yeah. know what? I, screw Sora. 
Screw following. I want King Mickey. Just put yeah. Mickey in this freaking game with the Keyblade. That'd be hilarious. Dude, I would lose my mind. Uh, like, put him as put him a, in, like, uh, uh, what do you call Organization it? 13 member yeah, or whatever. Yeah, just Axel with the two circled. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, All I right. think that that's a good way to cut off this show. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been your casual gaming conversation. If you like that, go and head over to Nevin's Island YouTube. Check it for the, if you want to see our beautiful faces. The video will be up there each and every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Also, if you want us on it's an MP3, we're over on Spotify under Casual Gaming Conversation. We do a bunch of other podcasts, but for now, go. Most importantly, I stream Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. Check that out. We have a whole bunch of fun, whether it be me screaming playing Resident Evil 7, whether it be a group stream where me and Jake Frasnell are hanging out playing The Last of Us, or playing some multiplayer with the guys, Fall Guys, Warzone. Call of Duty multiplayer, Ultimate Chicken Horse. We have a blast on this channel. So go check that out. Ladies and gentlemen, it's always our pleasure to serve you. We salute you. Peace out.